episode 98 of attention plus with arnabre recorded on the 30th of august 2020 and i am vikram mohan you can find us also on facebook and twitter i am talking about forspire podcast of course so look for forspire podcasts that's the number 4 s p i r e podcasts on our twitter and uh, facebook like and follow to stay updated on your favorite podcasts uh, i am very curious to find out what arnab is going to talk about today but before that let me ask him something else hey arnab hi vikram arnab last week among uh, other things you also you mainly spoke about the upcoming ipl tournament and uh, you had placed csk as your favorite to win this year did the unfortunate events uh, you know uh, for the team uh, this week is including uh, rayna's departure for rest of the season due to very unfortunate reasons has that made you rethink yes of course it has made me rethink i think chennai super kings again this is shocking i mean why why raina had to withdraw such a you know such a terrible tragedy in his extended family and um, it, it it's it this is a huge blow for csk as i as i said in my last podcast that i felt that um uae was really the place that place for raina to shine and this i i was hoping perhaps that this would be one of his best ipls maybe it's his last ipl and i kind of hope that it would be one of his best because i think that the conditions there would suit him not just as a batsman but i felt also as a bowler um and now with ruturaj gaikwad also testing positive for covid and i think uh, who was the other person uh, who tested positive for covid um, was it somebody in the team i thought it's uh, no, no 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 there there are two players i give me a second so ruturaj gaikwad tested uh, positive for covid uh, Uh, who was, if you recall, uh, one of the players that I said should be uh, yes. a star, and who should be, and 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 perhaps I forgot to mention that, but I think that the main, one of the things that I later on I realized that I should have said is because, you see, the the, the main thing about IPL was that it was going to be a place to promote new Indian talent. So before that, we had had like generations of, I would say, not that. not the top 11 or top 14 but after that kind of living their life in obscurity playing ranji trophy matches that nobody watched and many people just didn't get into the final 11 because there there was just no public pressure on them uh, the, on the selectors based on their performance in a visible tournament because you know face it nobody follows ranji trophy or nobody follows the deep trophy but the main promise of ipl and it and it kind of it it, it was a promise and it kind of fulfilled its promise with people like ravindra jadeja even ashwin a kind of showing their worth uh, rishav pant and then they came into the national limelight based on their performance in the ipl but of course that predicates the fact that young talent will be given an opportunity to perform in ipl there used to be at one point of time if i'm not 100% wrong a requirement that it had to be one uncapped player or somebody from uh, the local catchment area which i think was removed subsequently and while i'm not in favor of actually you know straight jacketing selection requirements uh, like that because i think it detracts from the game as a competitive spectacle it is very important for sides uh, to promote uh, at least one a talent that they believe is um, is 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 a future india prospect so one of the problems with chennai super kings is it doesn't anymore i would say 
Um, and I was, I was hoping that it would be Ruturaj Gaikwad because he's had a very, very good uh, last year. So that would have been, but um, uh, so the other, other, other person who tested positive was Deepak Chahar. Who's also uh, has that been their, confirmed though? Uh, it says you're in sports star. Okay. Then it must be because uh, NDTV and a couple of other sources uh, declined to mention the name. So it's not really it's sure. in it's in uh, so I will uh so, is credible, of course. So I, I would definitely downgrade uh, at this point of time Chennai Super Kings out of the top four uh, based on this because this is the kind of right. turbulence that Chennai Super Kings has traditionally I think that it's a team which whose whose cornerstone is stability and these kinds of major changes. And given that Dhoni operates a very tight ship in terms of you know people he trusts and people he has given very specific roles, um, this withdrawal of at least two people who out of the three, you know, including Rana, who would definitely make the first eleven, I think really really throws a spanner in the in the prospects of Chennai Super Kings. Of course, yes, it's a right. great side; it can recover, but I would definitely take it out from my top four at this point of time and perhaps perhaps give that slot to Mumbai Indians. Right. And uh, even Delhi seems to have taken some uh, action based on your feedback last week. As in, what did they do? Uh, they've taken up, uh, what's his name? Uh, man. Now they have a uh, all-rounder, right? What's his name? Uh, I missed it. Okay. I'll, I'll update you on that. Uh, and finally, before we go to the main topic, anything about uh, the unfortunate demise on uh, on Chadwick? Uh, this year just doesn't seem to let up, does it? Uh, yes, I mean, I I was kind of again, I was uh, I was absolutely shocked because I had no idea that Chadwick Boseman uh, was suffering from cancer, and that you know once I read that he was he'd been he'd been he'd been fighting cancer for the last four years, so. This was this was a great great tragedy because you know, Jed, Chadwick Boseman was one of the stars. Um, I mean, he was let's, let's, among all the among all the Avengers. You know, most of the Avengers, the people who played it, fit into roles that were already iconic. In terms of Black Panther, Black Panther was not um, you know at least for those of us who are not like steeped in Marvel lore, it's Black Panther was a new superhero, honestly. So we had grown up, you know, with Captain America, Iron Man, um, Hulk, Spider-Man. So these, you know, the people who step into these roles, ultimately they're overshadowed by the characters and the history of the characters. But but Chadwick Boseman was somebody who actually, I would say, made the character of Black Panther. It was not only one of the most successful fran- uh, franchise entries of the Marvel Universe, but also perhaps the most critically acclaimed of, of, of all of them. And this is, again, a, a, a great loss, not just for, of course, the Marvel franchise. I think it will be very difficult for them to uh, kind of replace an actor who had that level of, you know, there were two things that were very unique about him. First of all, is that he had this, you know, physicality that he brought to this role. And, and also the fact that he brought to this, you know, this kind of kind gentleness, um, which was really what what made this such a such an impactful character that on on on. You know, you know there was this physical, this really powerful, physically powerful person. But you know the way he spoke, his tone of voice was very gentle, very you know the 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 strength. Uh, he didn't have to project strength through his voice. I think this was a really really great way 
of playing a superhero and i think he he was a he was one of the superstars and i i was kind of hoping that as marvel transitions from their phase 1 to phase 2 that with so many recognizable faces in the marvel no longer going to reprise their roles anymore that it was this was a perfect opportunity for somebody like chadwick boseman to kind of become the face of the franchise as robert downey junior was uh, for many years right. and to reprise uh, one of the points you had made i think maybe quite a few episodes back when you had spoken about uh, i forgot what was the main topic but uh, you had mentioned about you know generally when we talk about something or rather someone we don't really know what they are going through and uh, uh, i believe there were a lot of uh, comments uh, especially on social media and everywhere saying that you know he looks very haggard he looks uh, like a druggy apparently there was a lot of negative press for him in the last couple of years on social media and nobody knew what he was actually going through and why uh, why he did, he was the way he was uh, which again this goes to show how 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 toxic social media is and how we will never know um you will never know the true story of 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 anybody so this was you know people who said that i hope they're ashamed of i hope they're feeling ashamed of themselves at this point of time but yeah this was a huge huge loss um for not just not only i mean he was a very very good actor i felt he was this is a really good actor i mean i've seen only one one movie but i think it was very, not one movie but you know the movies that that he he acted in it's not just the the main black panther the marvel movie, ones the all the marvel ones but i uh, it'll be very difficult for uh, for anybody else uh, to step into his shoes and uh, um today what we're going to talk about is again we're going to talk about because there's nothing really else that anybody else is talking about except the sushant rajput case and uh, what i don't want to i want to more more look at the media angle rather than the facts of the case because as i said in a previous podcast i honestly don't want to add fuel to the fire because we really don't know what happened again every day the based on i would say based on facts which are um, definitely I, i i wouldn't put much faith in these as facts because today i saw this uh, republic super exclusive of this person who again was you know he he had a his his face was not pixelated but blackened and this was like a super super exclusive and it started off with the anchor saying this is a sting operation and this guy who was interviewing his was was holding a mic to his face and then turned to the camera and spoke to it so this was obviously not a sting operation so when <laughs> when the news article starts off with a very blatant lie you know everything that follows after that you wonder who this guy is what is he saying is he So yeah he said a lot of things in Do you wonder of, what's the difference between an exclusive and a super exclusive Um super exclu- exclusive is everybody has got it and but we are telecasting it first super exclusive is nobody else has got it <laughs> Okay those are the new definitions apparently <laughs> Yes Um and if it's not and if it is if it doesn't have exclusive or super exclusive that means you've definitely heard this before So it's on Twitter Uh, of yes. course the, the riya chakravarty interview was exclusive on all channels she it was, ex- it was exclusive on all channels she again i think sasa this i got the most in terms of in and we we're going to come to that you know, cringe word the interview but uh, let's first talk about you know why is this such big news i again for reading the reading the musings of the greatest intellectual of our times sri sri ashutosh 
Um, this is not just as, as Ashutosh likes to think, because of course, you know, this is Ashutosh we're talking about, that this is just a way of, uh, you know, that whole, what about the farmers? You know, is this what the Indian media wants to highlight? Ultimately, the fact is that this what about farmers is, is just a variation about, of the what about soldiers. It's, it's just a virtue signal and nothing more. Uh, the, the real fact is, and again, the people who say, what about farmers? If you ask them, have they read Pisai Nuts? Everyone loves a good drought. Uh, you'll find that they haven't, which means they, they give a flying F for, uh, for farmers. Or, uh, and, and, and if you really probe, the reason why they don't is because it's not exciting enough. Um, and that's, you know, news ultimately in, in commercial news has to cater to that what people are interested in. And again, we've we've had this we've had this flogging this we have had, we have we have flogged this uh, dead horse uh, many many times um, that you know oh the declining standards of Indian media no, this is not declining standards of Indian media anybody who produces commercial news when I say commercial news I mean news that is uh, that you are essentially paying for through by watching advertisements. Um, which means that they have to get more eyeballs. It has to have a story. And it has to have a story that people are interested in. So stories sell. It, it sells all over the world. In the US, we had like about a, almost a year about this, this famous Natalie Holloway case, um, which was, I think, 2005 or 2006, which was basically something similar and you know it wasn't about a movie star but it was about the mysterious disappearance of a of a teenager who had uh, who had gone for spring break or something um and the the fact and again at that time point of time that the same kind of uh, the same kind of what about farmers uh, virtue signal was was signaled by many in the in the u.s media of course social media wasn't a big thing then and and, and the fact was it sold it was, a, it was a story that every channel was running at that point of time. If you didn't run the story, you basically lost eyeballs. So rather than blaming the news channels, I don't think this is something which you can blame anyone. This is very natural human interest in the story of another human being. Um, and you can say, well, why aren't they interested in farmers? It's just because, you know, they, they, the farmer isn't a movie star. There isn't any drugs. Uh, there isn't the whiff of sex and, you know, you know sort of bohemian parties and debauchery. And there is uh, at, at least no reference to a Batman villain uh, there. But this one, this, this story has all of these. So, of course, every news channel, every news channel which has shareholders and people that they have to report balance sheets to will obviously go after the story and play and milk it for all it's worth. I think that should not be the outrage. By the way, I don't know if, if you guys have noticed something, but as I was watching Times Now and Republic TV, I've, I've, I've suddenly stumbled upon a very new novel trend, which is before the show, the the guests, and I kind of, you know, I, I, I hesitate to call them guests. I would rather call them malware at this point of time. Uh, but the guests actually go and thank Whoever, like, if it's Republic TV, they thank Arnab. If they, if it's Times Now, they thank Navika. So they say, really? Arnab, we must thank and congratulate you. Without you, this thing wouldn't have become this national sensation. So every time they they start off with this, 
you know, uh, giving thanks to Arnab or giving thanks to Navik. I don't know if you've noticed this, but at least I don't watch TV. So no. four times I noticed that I, I, I think that this is, uh, this is part of what the, what the script is or what the handler says, boss, you have to start off by saying this So you know, in ka ego to stroke ni hoga. So everybody knows that if they want to, you know, get invited back, they should stroke the ego of the, of the host of, of whoever owns the channel. So now I, I think it's become, I mean, of course, these are, I mean, when it comes to times now and, you know, of course, in terms of ego, there is, there can be nobody higher than Sardesai, but it, but of course uh, it's, it's more shocking and perhaps even more egregious with the, the way Arnab and Navika basically, basically, you know, shyly smile as if they, they were not expecting this compliment as, and, and, and kind of, you know, you know, kind of brush this off. Of course, you know, I'm, I'm doing a great service to humanity. Of course I'm great. You know, you don't need to say it. But everybody they start off with, I must congratulate you, Arnab. You were the first person. So they actually, you know, they actually say that thing again and again that you were the first person who broke right. the story. Given and, and the, in the other channel, they're saying the exact same thing to the other guy, by the way. So everybody is the first person who broke this. Everybody is the first person who's represented the voice of India. Everybody is the first person who has made this trend. Everybody is the first and the only person who this would have been buried had it not been for you. So I, I, this is, this is again, fairly new thing that I'm, I'm listening, or maybe it was there before, but I never caught on to it. But now that I've, now that I've been consuming this news, perhaps at a much higher frequency than I used to, maybe now my, my signal, my signal processor is kind of, uh, is kind of recognizing that there's this pattern now. And it's, it's very, very jarring. I mean, I mean, it's, there are a lot of things which are jarring, but this is, this is, this is very jarring, I would say. Which which brings me to you know Times Now and Republic TV. This point of time, the the, the story is never about the story. It's about basically Arnab and Navika selling themselves and is selling the channel. This what you watch as a news story in these channels is essentially a sales pitch for the channel. Which is why those people have to say you were the first person. This whole thing you are basically. It's kind of like. You know, some of the Marvel movies where you go and pay a ticket to watch a trailer for the next Marvel Marvel movie. Um, it is somewhat like that. The advertisement for the channel is inside the news. Um, and at this point of time, if you critique them for that, then the joke's on you. Because if you are tuning into them for serious journalism, uh, then again... Uh, rather than rather than commenting on Arnab and Navika, I would actually comment on you, uh, because you know which rock have you been right. living under? Yeah, this is like the modern version. I mean, a new version of wrestling, right? It, it is. It's it's a new version of wrestling for me. It's like uh, watching uh, a, 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 a something like Gunda or Loha being made every day, and it's a little tragic because you know there there are actual real people involved. But this is what passes for entertainment at this point of time. I have I have no. I have I have no illusion that that when I'm tuning in and watching them, I'm watching entertainment. I'm not, uh, you know, listening to what they're saying in, because of the informational content or because I want to learn about something. I'm just tuning in for the exact same reason I would, uh, you know, tune into let's say WWF, which I never did, or something which was like Jerry Springer's show, for instance, for, 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 which which I did used to tune into at one point of time and which I actually quite enjoyed. So, um, so, but there is, there, there, there is, you know, this is, this is where you have to wonder where, um, this is a good thing, whether when you tune in there, 
um hoping to watch because i don't tune into big boss because the main reason why i don't tune into big boss after that shakti kapoor thing was that i no longer recognize any of the people in big boss so it doesn't make any sense for me but at least with arnab and navika's you know big boss at least i recognize the players so that means um you know it's either <laughs> modi or rahul gandhi or you know somebody so i can recognize so these are again people who are in the, that's why i tune into them really because otherwise there's no difference between that and big boss but i'm also aware of the flip side of it because one of the one of the one of the dangerous aspects of this is you see that i don't know if you saw this video of 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 this group of you know reporters i would rather prefer to call them vultures basically descending on the hummus delivery man oh yes um, yes who who without saying it's not even clear if he's delivering the hummus to riya chakravarti's house it could be anybody in that in that complex and also and, with the security guys there was a republic yes, uh, for the for the security guys and and then there was this you know almost breath you know breathless chase of i am following riya's car uh, in republic tv okay so this riya's car is driving ahead and then there is this lady who is as if she's calling the last mile of a horse race as riya's car drives ahead of her in the rain now when we do watch these channels we actually encourage this sort of behavior and well, i was thinking of this so first of all the poor reporter on the just like the hummus delivery man is a victim another victim over here is are those you know beat reporters who have to do this it's very obvious that you know this is this is what they have to do in order to keep their job that this is you know these i wouldn't say they're very well paid also but but this kind of you know standing in the rain um you know putting a you know shoving a mic in somebody's face expecting to be shoved away and then having another guy standing behind and said look we are being jostled and look freedom of speech is being freedom of speech is being suppressed to 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 do this i saw them doing exactly the same thing at at the chembur police station today so this this kind of behavior where in the absence so if you if you, if you look at the amount of content that comes out of the news channels it could be finished within 10 minutes every day but they have to draw it out right for 24/7 so in order so in order to draw that out you have these people who actually try to manufacture the story live by going there and by you know making a jackass out of themselves they basically arnab goes uh, arnab and navika they go rasode mein kaun tha in a posh version yeah, yeah. And, and and again the, the fact is that arnab and navika are like being paid crores to do that and they're doing it in full awareness and with the choice of not having to do that it's not that they're doing for papi pet these people unfortunately don't have that choice so they are in a way these beat reporters these anonymous beat reporters are essentially fodder is fodder for the ambitions of people like arnab and navika which 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 is even more infuriating so there are multiple victims here um least of which is the truth but you know the the people who work for these channels the the junior employees as as we as we love to you know call people even there like you see middle aged men being you know men and women being called junior employees but essentially people who haven't progressed to where arnab and navika are even though they might have been working that beat for the last 20 25 years so this is this for me is a big story just to see these news channels 
manufacture news um, in the absence of real news because they'll draw things out. You know, they, there is nothing newsworthy in uh, once you know that uh, that Riya Chakravarti has been called for questioning um, by the CBI to then stand outside her house and 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 see her car being you know her car moving and then standing in front of the car and then as uh, you know shouting at riya chakravarti and riya chakravarti will look back and then they will take that picture and then say look at her arrogance look at her something she's running away what is she going to do stop the car before going to cbi questioning and then subject herself to public questioning nobody is going to do that right so so again it's it's that the news content is possibly a few seconds and it's drawn out for 45 minutes you know creating there then sometimes the the anchor does not even have any it does not even have that so they just keep saying explosive super explosive they just keep on saying these adjectives one after another hoping to consume footage hoping that based on the fact that you will be intrigued by what's coming at the end of the sentence to not change the channel it is it is ridiculousness to the extreme now the biggest the biggest story i would say in all of this it's the biggest story is the fact that every bit of evidence is leaked to the media within hours bank details whatsapp chats i mean these and th- the fact that these channels which claim to be for sushant the fact that they without any shame leak evidence of an ongoing investigation knowing fully well that at if this case goes to court this is going to be something which will be brought up by the defense lawyers so knowing fully well that they are essentially contaminating an active in investigation which they claim to care for which of course they don't um i think this is the biggest story and again some people have brought it up but this to me is the is is the scandal the fact that while a very high profile investigation is going on to date india today which again loves to take the high road um had a segment where uh, they got apparently a digi- forensic accountant i think they used a different word but i think the word for that is a forensic account not that she was doing any kind of forensics by the way but to look through uh Sushant Singh Rajput's bank statements how the hell did they get Sushant Singh Rajput's bank statements i mean how is how were these things which should technically be you know really really top secret information firstly for the privacy of the individual so now we are going through everything that Sushant Singh Rajput apparently the victim of the crime what that person spent his money on i mean if this is not absolute desecration of someone who apparently is a victim and hence needs to be protected i don't know what is because what's actually coming out and this could again given the fact that this is an our political thing this could on one hand be a way of shifting the focus back onto the personality of sushant singh rajput himself which pretty much what riya chakravarti was doing and i'm saying this because this is coming from india today that's why but whatever it be whether it be a part of a narrative that is being pushed or whether it is just just callous eyeball grabbing whatever it is i think it is terrible horrible that we are having to see this and i'm seeing it because of course 
and I'm teen in the TV and I'm watching this. I'm watching her, you know, look at look at his bank statements and look at all these dry fruits that he brought. I mean, why are there so many dry fruits? Why why is there like a full page full of transactions of dry fruits for 36,000, 40 something thousand? Now, again, if what they're showing is true, which again, given the reputation of these channels, we don't know. This is the kind of question which should be asked, being asked by EDU or the CBI at this point of time. That, okay, yes, this is definitely, you know, if somebody is buying like something called dry fruits um, for this amount of money every few weeks, and what exactly is the code there? This is obviously he's not buying actual dry fruits here. So, but again, this in an active investigation is not something that, that should be revealed. This is similar to, you know, TV channels showing footage of 2611 while the operations were taking place. Because by doing this, if indeed there is a sajish which is going on, you know, you're basically telling people what the CBI knows. So this to me is the biggest, biggest, biggest story that the total lack of privacy of Sushant Singh Rajput, the victim himself, now you can say Riya Chakravarti is the is the perpetrator, so so she doesn't have privacy, but she actually does. First of all, she is innocent till proven guilty. So, of course, and even if she is guilty, she still has her rights of privacy. That's, I mean, that's that that that's the simple, honest truth. And with it's not just her; it's like whoever she ever talked to, their WhatsApp numbers and everything are being flashed on national television. You know. So it's not just at this point of time, just them. It's anybody who is related to them in any shape or form. The next thing that I, you know, I, I found interesting. I don't know, Vikram, did you did you get to see Kangana announce one hour uh, interview? Surprisingly, with, uh, our... yeah, I never watch a TV, uh, like I said, but this is something I, I watched about 15 or 20 minutes of yesterday. Honestly, I, I loved it. The 20 minutes which I watched, it was... It was entertaining. Uh, so, now I know what I'm missing. Um, so again, yes. So in terms of um, so that interview of Kangana Naut, actually, I'll say at least had one thing going for it. It was one hour of full information. There was there was no padding. There was no saying the same thing over again. No, Kangana Naut was like came out of her corner swinging Mike Tyson style and she was throwing punch right, punch left. She was, you know, she wasn't naming names, but she was effectively naming names. And so, you know, she, of course, uh, and like there was, it was one hour full of sensationist, sensational revelations whose only other interesting point was that it really had nothing to do with Sushant Singh Raj. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> So that was the, so that was the, I mean, after some time I was wondering, this is very exciting. I'm getting so entertained, but why are we watching this again? So there was, again, of course, there was some relationship with the Sushant. So, 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 the, so what she was trying to say was that, and this is, this is the same relationship that an item number has with the main story or a comedy routine by Johnny Liver has with the main story. Of course, there is some relation, but you know, it's, it's very tenuous is that what she's saying is that, you know, people made me take drugs. And so people made Sushant take drugs. Now, 
it's a little different uh, what her context is and what Sushant's context is. So there's, there's really no similarity between even assuming, and again, the things that she said, none of them sounded to be you know, too bizarre. You know, they sound, and so which brings me to, the, to, to this, what I believe is this very interesting, this fascination and this revulsion we have at star culture. You know, most of us have this, you know, take any of our heroes or anybody who, you know, in our kind of, in our mind, we also, we, we, we revere them. I mean, we would jump in front of a car to get their autograph, but we also have a revulsion at, you know, what they do once, you know, the camera stop rolling, they're all degenerates. Vandarkar's narrative. Yes, yes, exactly. The Madhur Vandarkar thing, they're all fornicating and snorting cocaine, you know, but we love them, by the way. So on one hand, we are, you know, repulsed by them. Chi, 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 chi. I would never do that. But on one hand, there's a part of me which wishes I could do that. And there is another part of me which worships, uh, you know, the people who do that. So the fun with, with an interview like the one that we had with Kangana and Anab Goswami is that we don't learn anything new except that it confirms our prejudices. See, I told you, this is exactly what happens in these star parties. And... And Kangana knows that. So Kangana now doesn't say anything now that you think about it. Well, of course, she she unloads on her enemy number one, of course. And that's to be expected. You know, she's been unloading on this the guy. Star for the and his wife. Yes, yes. So I mean that's 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 obvious, and the character actor, which of course we know who he that is. But you know, in, in and, and Anup Goswami is perfectly fine, you know, he doesn't say, you know, name names, you know, on his show when somebody comes, he says, name names, name names. Of course, there he is, of course, very quiet and a biggie billy sitting there because he knows that uh, he, he knows where the power dynamics is. You know, she can just stop and give and go to Navika and, and say the same thing. So Anup Goswami has to be very subservient there. So this is very obvious. I mean, that's one of the biggest traits of a bully is obviously the way he behaves with the bigger bully. And there's this, 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 just like Arnab has a huge power gradient with everybody else on his show because they're there at his whim. All he needs to do is tell his, uh, you know, his, his booking agents not to book this guy in future. So they're, they're all very like subservient and, and eager to please him. In this case, it's, it's, it's the opposite because, you know, Kangana Naut is, 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 is hot property in this time, in this day and age, because she's the only person who's going to say these things. Nobody else in, nobody else at her level um, is going to say these things. So the, the, the fun fact was that here is Kangana Naut. And I was kind of, you know, of course, besides my prurient interest in, of course, the scandals of Bollywood, which, of course, I have always been interested in ever since I used to read uh, Film Fair and Stardust sitting in the barber shop, is, you see, unlike, unlike the barbershop gossip, which actually used to have names, um, none of what Kangana said is actually news. It's just confirming what we all believe to be true in a very general, in a very general way. You know, the things she says, you know, you have these parties and then somebody comes up with a roll joint and, you know, people start smoking or some people, like a few people will vanish and then do cocaine and you can be in the party, but, you know, you might be out of that circle. Um, they're not going to go and, you know, so this sounds all very realistic and, and, and it also sounds very anodyne in a way. Basically, if I mean, it's, think it was designed to make you go, yes, I knew it. See, we, we knew it. Yes, all I along. knew it. This is exactly what they do, but I don't get any new information. So this is, this is great. This is basically the, the news version of having a soda. So empty calories. This is just 
the news equivalent of empty calories. There is a satisfaction, there is the fizz, there is the carbonation in the drink. But there's actually no substance in it at all. And I don't know if you I noticed found... in one place where she covered uh, her basis, where she just said, in fact, if you go through my phone records and so and so here, you might find some calls made to drug, made to drug dealers. Yes. So, so, so I was, so, so for her, she, she's, she says that, you know, I did, but I was made to do it. That was her thing. Right. So, um, again, the, the fact is nobody knows what is correct. Nobody. And, and unfortunately the kind of credibility that Republic TV, Kangana and all of these people have, it's very difficult to just accept as gospel truth, uh, what any of them says. But again, what Kangana says, you know, she's a very smart person, of course, as I have said repeatedly. So she doesn't say anything that would make people say, no, ye kuch zyada hai. Ye, ye ho nahi sakta. so, you know, if, if, if that she doesn't say, she doesn't say anything like, you know, Imran Khan with the, with the Kala, with the Kala doll or something, you know, she doesn't say something which will like, when I first read that, this was like, not the thing which I was expecting. This was like the ending of usual suspects for me. Um, when I, when I read that about Imran Khan, this, I, I, I mean, I thought, okay, for sure. He's like, he's had many girlfriends and pretty sure he's, you know, had, you know, you know, sex with a lot of people, but what, what with protein? So that, that was shocking. So with Kangana, that not, not, none of what she, nothing of what she said had that, had that, I never saw this coming, which means that because of that, you tend to believe everything else that she says, because it just confirms uh, everything that you have already believed, which I say to contrast with Riya Chakravarti's interview, which was an absolute, absolute disaster for Riya Chakravarti herself. So let's just take to the side, of course, Sardesai's groveling. And, you know, this, this is, this is old news, you know, Sardesai, I mean, I, I have absolutely no love for Arnab and Navika as, as, as it should be evident. But I think there is where there are very few journalists who have scraped the bottom as much as Rajdeep Sardesai has. And one of the d- reasons that I'm disappointed with Rajdeep is because in a way I expected much more from him, you know, growing up as part of, and I've said this before, as part of that NDTV crowd, I, you know, I used to like him at one point of time. So Again, it's it's like it's like the ending of mine for those of you who've read it. That you know, many people say, why does the worst thing happen to the best guy in the in that group, given that the other people are absolutely you know, the dredges of humanity? See, the the whole thing is and it's explained where somebody says, you know, that, that the expectation is that the guy who's better than them does better. If the guy who's better than them goes to down to their level, it's an even bigger fall because that person should know better. With Sardesai, it's it's like that. The, you know, that's why I I'm I mean I, I I find it very difficult to find anything good about him nowadays. I do want to, you know, as part of my the more philosophical side of me, I want to find some kind of good in him. But I really find I struggle to find that. So on one hand, you went on to this Lalan top thing, and you know, Sushant Singh is not such a big star that there should be. And then he's giving a two-hour, he's giving two-hour to to his girlfriend. You know, so you know the, the, the hypocrisy kind of seeps out from him. It reeks of hypocrisy. There's just no way that you can even, like, if you clamp your hand on your nose, you would still smell his hypocrisy from a thousand miles away. 
So let's, rather than talking about Sultan, let's talk about Riya Chakravarti and that interview. So it's just very obvious that that interview was set up as a public relations exercise. Now, from her side, I find this to be a perfectly okay thing to do, given that uh, there are rival channels which are you know, showing the other side of the story. She has every right to go out and present her side of the story. So in terms of, in terms of that, I just find no fault in it. Now, the fault, of course, is from a purely, from a pure optics point of view, there are two things which, you know, there's only, okay, so let me, let me put it like this. Either she is absolutely 100% innocent and what she said was 100% true. I sincerely hope for her, for her, for her, that that is the, that is the case. However, if she has done even 10% of what she's being accused of, and she went and said, I'm 100% innocent, then she's basically stepped into it. At this point of time, nothing she says will be trusted. And she had a chance in this interview in front of a sympathetic interviewer to kind of present herself as a flawed individual, that presenting yourself as a flawed individual shows that, hey, you know what, I'm not that great a person, which means that given that I'm not trying to pretend to be a great person, please believe me on the other things that I didn't murder him. That would have been a much better interview. But instead, what she tries to do, at least she wasn't doing that white safed Nuri look today. At least she was that part she had gotten. She was like, okay, she looked like, you know, her herself. She wasn't like putting on a costume, which she did in that teary eyed video that she did, which was obviously like really bad in terms of PR. But there were two places where I think she could have owned up. It's so obvious you know, be very surprised. First of all, let's accept it. You know, smoking marijuana, smoking pot, smoking doobies is very, very standard D-regular for people in that circle in Bob. It's like the minimum thing. I mean, people in engineering colleges do it. Okay. So let's just freaking stop being sanctimonious. My, my God, they're talking about doobies. Zoobies, no, no, hold on. This, let's just first take out that which is normal. Whether it's legal or not, that's another thing. She, she can deal with the law. But whether it's normal, whether it's whether it goes on, whether it's considered to be perfectly okay, yes. So she could have, at that point of time, said, yeah, sure, I've smoked pot. I think everybody does. I've smoked pot. But no. Even the fact that she has chats, which she talks about doobies, where she talks, you know, somebody tells her he's rolling it. You know, she says, no, I've never touched drugs in my life. Sushant Singh Rajput used to touch, you know, do marijuana. I told him not to do it. This is so frigging such a barefaced lie that virtually everything else that she said is now colored by the fact that that is there is no chance in hell that that is true. Given her chat trials, because you know, of course, Rajdeep Sadasai, being the great interviewer and journalist that he claims to be, never said, Well, why do you in your chat transcripts, which obviously everybody has, and as I said, should not, should have just pointed out and said, Well, could you tell me what this is then? Could you tell me why you're referring to MDMA? Which brings me to the second thing MDMA 
ecstasy now that is a different level of a drug at least with and kangan actually brought this up i mean in her own way that you know marijuana and all these things these are you know they're legal in, in that she said this illegal in the us it's not true it's legal in some states in the us but anyways it is it is legal in many states in the us it is legal in in the netherlands so i think he was kind of trying to you know say that you know that's she was trying to make the point that's okay i mean and i think she was right but with respect to mdma there were two things which i think ria got totally wrong one is that she came out first of all i don't know if you caught it so did you see that interview of of her vikram which the uh, uh, the two hour one no no i didn't i didn't so it could be summed up in one line she was repeatedly and not very subtly trying to pin the blame on what happened on sushant singh rajput's sister so multiple times she brings this up multiple times so many times that it's not a coincidence now that might be a smart move but what is not smart move is she could have just fessed up to some of the things which there is no which which she cannot keep on just denying of course i mean in front of sadhasa you can you know you can you can shoot somebody dead and say no i didn't do it if sadhasa is desperate for your interview you'll you'll just nod his head um but that's of course that speaks uh, to his journalistic integrity which which is let let let's just say it doesn't exist um so any decent journalist would have would have immediately said look you know let's you know let's cut the crap you know you you did smoke marijuana you know look at these transcripts i mean how it's not just one time you have mentioned it multiple times you've even sent somebody's even sent pictures of weed and she said wow okay so how the f-, f are you saying that you have never ever smoked marijuana you just say it fess up to the lesser crime which is not even which won't even be considered a crime given the magnitude of what the bigger crime that is being considered here is the second thing is um she keeps on denying the fact that she spent shushant singh that she and her you know she and her brother you know spent a lot of money from shushant singh's bank account she keeps on denying it on top of that not only does she deny it she comes up with this you know bizarre story of you know there was one time when shushant singh rajput paid you know for 35000 rupees for my makeup and i actually felt it i mean i didn't really like it i didn't i felt bad so i gave him back the 35000 rupees so if you see the bank transfer there's actually transfer from me to him for 35000 rupees now again given the absolute sheer preponderance of evidence showing that that's not true that she was spending you know a significant amount of his money what she should have said is yeah i was i was his girlfriend I, he was spending money he is an adult individual so he chose to spend money on me and my brother and that's a valid point if you thinking that i'm a gold digger that's a value judgment you are making he is an adult person he was spending a lot of money he used to like to spend a lot of money he was spending money not just on me but he was spending money on a lot of other things and yeah he spent a lot of money on money what the fuck is the problem with that that should have been the attitude rather than denying the fact that the money was spent on her which is again in the public domain at this point of time so 
again this this uh, this i felt from a pure optics point of view she was she's being terribly advised or you know if she's doing it herself you know she should actually think about how she is coming across in contrast a much smarter much much smarter kangana you know basically fesses up to some of the milder things as you said you know if you look at my phone she says so now nobody will look at her phone anymore because she said it you know that's one of the things which you'll find trump does you know if he if he does a crime he comes out and says it straight up yeah sure i pressurized them yeah sure i did this and many people have caught on to this and trump doesn't say he just goes ahead and says it and once you say it it's not a crime anymore i've said it so the fact is again because she wants to paint herself as this absolutely holy 100% pure innocent Not person Siddhula, so to speak exactly which she isn't and she shouldn't be again her angle is that nobody is i'm a 20 year old 28 year old you know woman in the mumbai film industry you know the people i hang around with it is very common there even mdma is common she should have said this does not necessarily mean that i went ahead and killed him if he is consuming drugs if he is doing it's not that i am forcing it on him i mean you have to show those things that i am forcing him to do it and that he is not doing it of his own volition see that should have been her point except the point was that i didn't do anything i had no idea yes sure he was doing so you know when you are appealing to his fans and you he's a victim you basically come across as somebody who's trying to push off everything to sushant who's no longer here to defend himself yeah yeah he was he, yeah, he was a jersey yeah, yeah, we all knew that i mean i was trying to work with him to reduce his like drug addiction except she wasn't she was actually asking for it and and that's in the public domain so why would you lie when you can't get away with it so you know accept the things which are in the public domain and lie on the things which aren't on it that's that's the better way to get out of a situation like this so again i thought that i thought the interview was a disaster for ria um i know that a lot of people felt that she came out great she was you know sadhisaite she was so hindi was so nice you know god you was i think expecting i think he was expecting like you know pranam mukherjee kind of hindi i i have no idea what what goes through, goes on through this guy's head but uh the fact is he'd already decided as i had you know i don't know if you saw my tweet about uh mujhko rana ji maaf right Rana. yeah the hilarious one so, yeah yes so so you know there's this song in karan arjun mujhko rana ji maaf karna galti mare se ho gayi which is which kind of follows that whole uh the the, the whole template of that interview with riya chakravarti because you know the the innocence of the innocence of the uh, the innocence has already been decided and 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 and, and the logic or or rather the rationale that the that the vic, that the convicted one comes up is is it's it's supposed to be seen through even in the song the najna the wink wink is the fact that it's obvious that that's not true <laughs> that uh that you know the 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 lady went and slept with somebody else and that none of this is true this is all excuses to you know and that's 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 the that's the nice thing about the song that the thing is that it it has two layers and this interview was exactly like that it comes out the, at the end of the interview if you if you if you have any if you are not if you're not already decided that riya chakravarti is innocent you will come out with the impression that she's actually guilty 
guilty of what we may not know but she's definitely guilty because i definitely caught her in two lies straight up there the fact is that she never had drugs which is not true and secondly she didn't spend all that money at zara and then all those things which is again there's nothing there's no crime in it there is no crime in you know if you have a boyfriend you know there's your boyfriend spending money on you i uh, says his prerogative if he if i mean she could have said you know what she he didn't spend money on his family he spent money on me i'm sorry what am i going to do now she would have come across as you know hard hearted but at this point of time she's beyond that what she ends up come coming across is somebody who's actually lying about a murder she actually puts herself into a far greater you know you know draw of tar than you know she initially was in this is going to be difficult for her to extricate herself out of in terms in, in terms of the in the court of public opinion which is really where she was appealing to so she felt that she had to do that dud ka dula hua thing but that thing has passed for her she and again if anybody on rias team is listening to this it is very important that to protect herself from the bigger you know the the one that can throw her away into a jail for life <laughs> it's very important that she faces up to the things that she has done at this point of time which again i wouldn't say are big deal at all that you know okay so she took weed i mean what's going to happen to to her for that yeah narcotics bureau is going to call her and they're going to prosecute her highly unlikely for you know for smoking weed she took mdma once first of all they'll never be able to prove it in a court of law you know she she can always say yeah i asked for mdma but i never took it you know there's there's no way that she can land up in jail for those things except that for another thing that she will presently be accused of these things will then work against her the fact that she has consistently been lying which brings me to the final point why is the drugs thing relevant to shushant singh rajput's death at all it is relevant because i heard this you know why is this relevant at all you know you guys are just you know you guys are just reaching first it was nepotism then it was you know disha salian and now it's drugs the fact is at this point of time again because of you know in an in an ideal in an ideal situation we would have had a cbi and a police that people trust in moderately in terms of doing its investigation and we would have a television channel and a media industry that does not get vital data vital information for an active investigation within hours um so we would have these two things unfortunately we live in a world where there is zero trust in the investigation so with respect to many of the facts of what happened on the day shushant singh rajput died it factually it will never know whether it was whether the lapses in investigation was because of a sinister conspiracy or because it was just the way the police force does things we saw this in arushi also in the arushi murder case also that it's not necessarily that that they are working off a script or there is an evil person who's pulling the strings from behind as arnab goswami likes to say but it's just that they're freaking incompetent that's it i mean it doesn't matter whether it's sushant singh rajput or anybody they they just don't 
you know, follow procedure if anything like that even exists. And given somebody, and and, and today I, again, this, this, this is, you know, there's just so many things that come out, and I, none of it is true, I, I believe, but there are interesting angles that are coming out with respect to the, you know, deletion of the data, who actually wanted the data to be deleted, and the drugs, the drugs angle does is relevant to the case. This is not just let's just as as you know the wise men like Afutosh say that you know at this point of time this is Bihar elections, you know the BJP is just trying to you know victimize uh, the poor Shiv Sena and the Congress, and so they are using their friendly channels to fling whatever they can at them. It's like last two overs of a two twenty match. You know, Andre Russell is swinging at this point of time. You know, if it gets into his hitting zone, it's going out of the park. That's it. So this is the way he's trying to present it. But that's that's also not, and you know, that's also not true. First of all, you can see some of the sympathetic channels, the Congress sympathetic channels, trying their darn best to protect the government there. If it was, if the Shiv Sena had been allied with the BJP, you would have, it would have been the other way around, of course. Arnab Goswami at that point of time would have been defending the Mumbai police and you know, the other guys would have been going hammer and tongs at this point. Remember what happened with Justice Lawyer. So in terms of in terms of conspiracies and in terms of police cover-up, the other side is, is not even, you know, one hair behind. It's just that over here, they, are, they feel duty-bound, just like they feel duty-bound to support the West Bengal government. Here, they feel duty-bound to support uh, the shifts in a government, which is, which for me is the supreme irony that an extremely parochial, religious, fundamentalist, party which has been in the court for many times for communal rights of the worst kind that these are the guys uh, the secular media in this country wants to support at this point of time which just goes to show the absolute moral bankruptcy of of these people that they really don't care for any kind of principles at all it's not that they're secular either it's just that it's just that they are on one side Whoever plays for that side, they will support. It doesn't matter what kind of baggage they have come into that side with. It doesn't matter to them. So this does bring in, the drug angle does bring in a relevant, a relevant, I would say, a path to the death. Either whether it was foul play or whether you know what exactly happened now again it will come to why do, why is this so important well it is not important in a way it is important also in a way that for people this matters ultimately there is no as i have said also with, with respect to a good book and a bad book there is really no good book or a bad book it's just a book which finds its audience and a book that doesn't find its audience Everything else, where somebody comes and tells you this is a bad book, um, it just means that that person, it, that person wasn't part of that audience for that book. Similarly, there is no good news or bad news in that respect. It's just that news which has an audience, it's news which doesn't have an audience. And so the Shushan Singh Rajput story is one that does have an audience because it tick, checks all the boxes that are required for audiences to have a stake in the story. Everybody has taken a side. On this, some of it has been driven purely by politics, and some of it has been driven by you know some kind of empathy. Many people feel a sense of empathy for uh, Riya Chakravarti. They feel that you know this is the standard case where the wife or the 
or the girlfriend is being blamed by the boy's family for being a gold digger for essentially alienating their son from them and it's got nothing to do with her the the, the son was already alienated from them and this kind of uh, you know figures in based on people's own experience of the the boy's family essentially asserting ownership of the boy even when uh, he doesn't want to be owned by the family he and and again this is this is definitely a problem in indian society that you know men especially because of the way we have been conditioned to thinking it's perfectly fine for a for a woman uh, to kind of choose another family and they're expected to but it is totally totally a terrible thing if the man decides to do the same thing if a man says look you know i i never really like my family i prefer you know this this other family that i married into whoever my girlfriend is i prefer their company that's it i don't like you guys this you know a, a man in india cannot say a woman can a man can't and is this parochialism yes it is and so there are many people who are who are supporting for very good reasons um riya chakravarti because they see in her that you know this is the same kind of witch hunt that happens to women and it does, things don't normally happen this dramatic but they are blamed for alienating the son or you know taking you know bleeding that guy of money but it's, there is no there is no proof that you know she was taking money and nobody has come up with any proof whatsoever that there was that sushant singh rajput was not fully cognizant of the fact that he was paying for the lifestyle of his girlfriend and his girlfriend's brother that is the single most thing i have pretty much seen the coverage there's not one iota of proof that he was being drugged to do that i mean how do you drug a guy to consistently basically you know how do you empty a short of hacking his account and again this is not one transfer this has been going for like from the time that he knew her so again i i totally understand people feeling sympathetic for riya chakravarti i think it is what is going on and and again this is why i think this is good news because ultimately this divides us because you know it depends on which side of the which side of the story kind of tallies in with your experience of life whether you whether you more associate with the way riya is being piled on or whether you think that sushant singh rajput is like this kind of this very you know is kind of been victimized by people who are smarter and more evil than him you get to it, select it your truth yeah you have to select your truth at this point of and that's why i think this is an important story i think this deserves the attention that it's getting of course not in the way that it's getting it i i wish that we had a more responsible media i wish we had uh, a law enforcement agencies that don't leak uh, you know documents that you know are of the highly private nature to to multiple media outlets and this again and i and i wish that we had enough faith in the investigative agencies to know that you know what the media can of course even here even during natalie holloway's case and and other such sensational crimes you know actual actual police investigation data doesn't get revealed like this in people speculate you know some guy will come up you will speculate this you'll go i mean of course i mean that's 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 every every you know any commercial news media will do this in this day and age but just to see those whatsapp messages you know his bank accounts today we were given we were being shown printouts of his freaking bank accounts of somebody who's dead i just couldn't believe that i'm actually watching this on india today 
that this is the level of privacy we now get to hear. And so they analyze. He gave 13 lakhs to charity. He gave 3 lakhs to buying religious paraphernalia. I'm like, oh my God. First of all, how is this relevant? Second, why should we know this? Third, how did these guys even get hold of this? Of course, once they get hold of this, you'll obviously be telling us that. that that's, that's fairly obvious. So I think this is an important, I, I, I definitely think this is a very important story. And not because of nepotism, you know, all those things, we, we don't know. You know. We don't know what happened to him. And unfortunately, I think we will never know what happened to him. Because you know, these crimes never really have closure. Um, you know, the, life is very rarely like a detective story that you know, Hercule Poirot comes in and then there is a burning cigarette left somewhere outside on the staircase, and you know, there's a clock which is broken, and then um, you know, those kinds of clues in general are never really found in in real life. Um, these they make for good mystery stories, of course. But that's not the way real life murder works. Real life murder, if you can clean out uh, the murder scene, you know, there's really nothing. I mean, even what can happen is we people can have a strong suspicion that you did it. But if you cannot link it to actual physical evidence, you will ultimately get away. So if you wash the place, if you move the body, if you, you know, if you do just a little bit of cleanup, unless they can show that you did the cleanup, even if they strongly suspect that you did, there's really nothing much left in terms of physical evidence. And on top of that, compound it with the absolute keystone nature, keystone cop nature of our investigating agency. And here we're talking about Mumbai police, which is arguably the best police force in the country. You shudder if this was somewhere in the backwaters of Madhya Pradesh or Uttar Pradesh, what, what level of investigation there would be. So this is, these are the best people, by the way. And, you know, and, and this is the way they, they investigate, you know, a very, very prominent movie stars death. So this has got nothing to do with, uh, you know, oh my God, this guy is very important. We should do it very well. No, this is just, this is the way they do things. So yeah, that's, that's, that's it for today's show. And I, I will be watching this, if not for nothing else, but more kulasas from, uh, from uh, our dear friend Kangana, who, again, I have right. very little sympathy for but I have great respect for her in terms of the way she comes across in the terms of you know, she, she speaks. This is one person who never says a word which has not been thought through. I've, I've listened to her stuff. Everything she says, it kind of comes out as this kind of manic way that she's talking. It almost seems, I mean, that, you know, that spontaneity, that out of controlness, I believe is an act actually she's thought everything through the way she's going to say it, how she's going to present it. It is, it doesn't come out to be cold and calculating as opposed to Rhea who comes out as cold and calculating when what she's saying is absolutely, absolutely random, arbitrary and not thought out. So I think she's, she's, she's very, very good. Kangana is a very, very good, you know, in terms of her ability, as I said, you know, before, you know, she, the, the people she has made it through in Bollywood to get to where he is, where she is. I mean, it's just remarkable. So in terms of her smarts, there is very few people. She will have, she, she can have like one Oranab, one Sardesai, one uh, Navika for lunch and not even notice it. She's that like uh, Smriti Irani, basically. Like she's even better than Smriti Irani. Smriti Irani is, 
Smriti Rani can't take it. You know, again, Smriti Rani I've seen is very good at attacking people instantly. She 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 comes. She is better in terms of. You know, I I've never seen her being able to sell a very good narrative in a very implicit implied way. So all I've seen is you know she gives it as good as she gets. She she is a very good attack. She attacks people very well with a smile, and you know she catches on to small things and she attacks them back. Very Sars Bahu style, um, you know, to use her, her her favorite genre. She you know he catches people. He catches people's words. I mean, in contrast to us, let's say a Sambit Patra, who you know kind you know who who is a comes yeah. across as a clown. Right. You know, either he's a clown or he's a very nasty clown. That's the there's only two ways: good clown, nasty clown, clown, nasty clown. Too bad, Malvi. Too bad. Right. Either there's a nasty clown or he's a clown, biscuit clown. So that's the only two things, you know, that GSLV Narasimharao, as I said, he just looks like he just got out of bed, head, hair uncombed, where am I? What am I doing? I condemn it. What are you condemning? Let me think, you know, what show am I? What time of the day is this? He looks like that. You know, he has, he seems to have just like parachuted in from space and he has no idea where he is. Um, so this is the level of the other BJP. So I think in, in case Kangana Ranaut is actually wanting, as people say, of course, and it's very obvious that Kangana Ranaut does want a political career at some point of time. And it should be fairly, fairly obvious. Um, I think she would be, a, you know, I, I don't think she, there's, there's, there's anybody in India right now, at least definitely not in the film fraternity, who kind of carries, who kind of does things as good as she does. I've seen her interviews. She's, again... She has a she has an agenda. Much of what she's not what what she's saying is perhaps not true. She's a lot of things she's not saying. And again, the words she uses, like character artist, you know, those words are very well thought out. Now that guy she's talking about was not a character artist. He was right. at one point of time a mainstream hero. Who yeah. yeah. Worked who worked with, opposite yeah. Madhuri Dixit. Exactly, so I was about to say that. Yeah, worked with yeah. Madhuri Dixit. So. Yes. So he was not. And he had, you know, he, he was, again, He was he an A-lister? No. But he wasn't a character, he wasn't a character artist either. But, you know, the fact that she chooses that word as very obvious pejorative. For somebody who always says, you know, all these Bombay elites and all these things, the fact that she would choose the word character artist kind of kind of shows her what she actually thinks that <laughs> in terms of talking about elitism um, that she's no different if it were worse uh, than the people that she claims to criticize you know just the fact that she uses the word character artist again and again and again to refer to him but it's a smart move because it reduces him in many respect and it is and she says at one point of time, I will destroy my enemies. You remember in the interview? Uh, no, I, I saw about 20 minutes of it. She says at the end, I will destroy my enemies. There is so that's see, that's where you see the trick to the trick to being economic with the truth is that you have to say the truth from time to time. You can't be you know, a miser with respect to the truth as Ria was. So when a, a good orator or a good politician mixes up the truth with the untruth, it's that poem about Ad Satya from the movie Ad Satya. 
the, the, the real thing is the half truth. So that's the, that's the trick. You know, full lie, like what Ria was, you know, is easily caught. It doesn't convince anyone. A full truth is impossible without killing yourself. It's the half truth. The kind of what, what Kangana does, you know, that's, that's the class part. I, I really appreciate her in a good way for, you know, for, for as somebody who studies communication and is fascinated by how some people communicate so well. Um, I am fascinated by whenever she talks and, 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 you know, everything she says, you know, she doesn't say anything, which is, you know, it's, it's, you, you can listen to, let's say a Vivek Oberoi, who's also like, uh, you know, on the Modi side, or you can listen to Anupam Kid. And they never say something which is which will catch your attention, which is something which you will remember. They don't. And Kankana does. You know, she she throws in those like needless bromides about everybody in Bollywood is anti-Hindu, anti-CA. She 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 hits those things. You know, it's like you know somebody. It's like Glenn McGrath. We hit his legs, hangs hitting top of off stump. He does that, but then he doesn't do that only. He throws in a flipper sometimes. You know, there's something which is coming, you know, a slower delivery. Sometimes she gives a slow bounce. So there's, there's all of these things which are going on. So depending on who's listening, they're going to catch something. There will be a lot of people who will not care for anything else other than the fact that she said Bollywood is anti-Hindu. That's it. Everything in the, the other interesting things they'll be, they're not interested in. That's the only thing because that's what they believe. And she has already said it. And she's in Bollywood. Ergo QED, theorem proved. So she throws those things in. And you should also see when and where she throws those things in. It's also, she doesn't just start off by saying those things. It comes across very organically the way when she says it. Though I'm absolutely 100% sure that when she starts off, she knows that she's going to hit these things within that hour. See, none of this is just, none of this is just coming out just like that. It, it can may come out once or twice, but I've seen enough of her interviews to know that notes. It can't be perfect every time. There, there has to be some kind of thought that has gone into it. So I congratulate her for that. And I sincerely ask that, you know, Rhea Chakravarti maybe should want to talk to uh, Kangana. Maybe she's the last person she would want to talk to. But if anybody can save her now, it is Kangana Ranaud. Because you know, <laughs> she at least can tell her how to craft a goddamn good story. You know, in which, you know, you accept some of the smaller things and you say, well, now that I have told you all of this, now that I've done some of the kulasa, which, you know, you wouldn't expect me to do, please believe the other 40% which is where the actual lie is. So that is what Ria should have done. She should have gone and just done some kulasa herself. She should have said, hey, I did these things. Done. Okay. I'm so, you know, I did it. I accept it. Oh, and people do these things. So when she says it, people will say, yeah, yeah, yeah. That does confirm with what I knew they did. So yeah, she's saying the truth. And then slip in the card like a magician somewhere in, while she's doing it, while your attention is diverted by your the joy of having your prejudices confirmed, that's when she slips in that card. That's the that's the slate of hand of a master magician, and Kangana is that master magician. And unfortunately, Rhea Chakravarti has miles to go before she gets to anywhere that level. So that's the podcast for today. Right, and uh, thanks for listening. I'm not going to remind you about Arnab's Patreon. Uh, that's at patreon.com. Uh, slash great bong we'll leave that for some other week but uh, until next time take care bye bye